Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one McCrispy, so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, I'm Josh Whittacombe. And I'm Rob Beckett. Welcome to Lockdown Parenting Hell, the show in which Rob and I discuss what it's like to be a parent during lockdown, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, in an effort to make some kind of sense of the current situation... And to make me feel better about my increasingly terrible parenting skills... Each episode will be chatting to a famous parent about how well they're coping. Or hopefully not. And we will be hearing from you, the listener, with your tales of lockdown parenting woe. Because, let's be honest, none of us know what we're doing. Hello, you are listening to Lockdown Parenting Hell with... Rob Beckett. Very good. And can you say Josh Widdicombe? He was. He was. He's a Josh Widdicombe. Where's Josh going? Josh Widdicombe. Josh at the door. Josh is at the door. Okay, well done, Harry. I wasn't at the door, just to clear up uh, any confusion there. <laughs> That's um, very cute. This is my son, son Harry's attempt at an introduction. For some reason, when I said Josh Widdicombe, he thought Josh was at the door. His 12-week-old brother, Maxwell, oh. um, who was delivered... By my husband on our utility floor. Oh, God, you've got to rename that floor now, haven't you? <laughs> the birthing unit. Where's the, where's, where's the clean pants in the birthing unit? Oh, my God. Rob, chances yeah. that you could have delivered your second child? Um, slim to none. I mean, <laughs> I mean, the thought of that, the panic. Lou already hates me. <laughs> the thought of her... Screaming at me as she's putting and oh me being annoying. Go yeah. put a bit of welly into it, will ya? Rose gets annoyed with me, you know, if I can't find my wallet. But if yes. if I was struggling to estimate how far she dilated, she'd be absolutely <laughs> Yeah, you don't want to, you don't want the, the tape measure out there, do you? No. Oh my word. Okay, Lou, um, I think you're ready. I'm gonna go for a sweep now. No, you're fucking not. <laughs> okay, I'm not. That's what's happening. Um, Josh, how you been? You seem chipper. Have you had sleep? I'd say I'd say chipper is a relative concept. <laughs> Chipperer than last week. Um, well, yeah, because we we did last leg together, which yeah. we should reference be- and apologise for. We no, start with that. Well, yeah, no stiff neck or loose because you were tired on last leg, but it seems like you've had sleep uh, since then. But we didn't do any stiff neck or loose neck stuff or <sighs> promote the book. We and were both very tired, Rob. I, I, do you know what it was? I was full of beans and I was cocky. But I've done gigs right, since I've come back. and Because well, now I'm on like early shifts with the kids and I've not done my evening job for months and months, two, nearly two years. I just cannot perform at 10pm. No, it's insane. It's so hard to be energetic when you're tired, when you've been up since half five and then wait all day to try and have a laugh between oh. 10 and 11. It's... It's too late. And get this, Rob, get this. Oh. Uh, obviously, uh, I understand the situation, but Channel 4, not this Friday, the following Friday, Rob. Yeah. England v Scotland, you're aware of that, obviously. Yes, of course. We have been moved to 11pm live. <laughs> 
feel like I'm a fucking overnight DJ on LBC. <laughs> right, guys, what do you think about cyclists? Mick Lamborghini here. Yeah, what are they? Hogs? Hogs of the road? Yeah, two wheels. More like bloody no brain cells. More like. Get your calls coming in now. It's Josh Winnicombe. You're good at that. Oh, mate, I tell you what, I could earn a fortune as a prick on talk radio. <laughs> well, you know, you're the first opening. stand-up comedian that's made that journey in the last six months. <laughs> yeah, I bet you know. Like sometimes people are short of work. I'll be an I'll, I'll be a helmet for a bit. It's our new job now, isn't it? Yeah. Being a dickhead on the radio. I'm or on going Twitter. to say lots of things. I don't believe in an attempt to feed my children. And to be honest with you, Rob, yeah. you know we've all got to feed our children. Lies. <laughs> <laughs> feed them bloody lies, unless you listen to me. <laughs> I've got the truth here. I'm going to uncover the truth. I'm like Tony Robinson with a dusty bit of mud. <laughs> if anyone was at home having a wager on who'd do the time team reference, I don't think they'd have chosen you, Rob. Oh, God, I'm so stiff now. It's outrageous. Um, um, no, basically what happened was, it goes also, what it's on so late, you're sure, not so late, but it's late for two dads with young kids. Um, but it goes so quick. You're, as a guest, yeah, you're barely on it. I know. So I was a bit, and also I was very aware that I didn't want to over- talk over everyone like I normally do. So I was trying to be polite. So like, and that Sarah Pascoe says something. I thought you did a sterling job, but neither of us said uh, the word stiff neck or loose neck. Uh, I do apologise. I'll try and say it this week. But uh, I was tired. Also, now, do you know what's weird, though? It's because I think when I'm doing that, I feel like I'm performing. I'm being the, the Rob that goes on the telly. But when I'm doing this, it's literally like no holds barred. And you're so like, you know, careers are saved in the edit by Michael of stuff we say that we have to bleep or cut out. <laughs> but when you're live on Channel 4, you just remember, oh, my God, I could, I, this could <laughs> end everything. Totally. And it doesn't, it doesn't take a lot anymore, does it? No. To say something. Well, um, but Rob, anyway, do you but, yeah, so know why, why I was a bit stressed in the build up to that episode? Why was you stressed? Well, Rob. Earlier in the week, go on. Uh, I'd got a text from Inca who does wardrobe, and she said, um, "Is there any clothes you need uh, this week, uh, or do you, should we just work it out as we go through the series?" And I said, "I need some trainers, mate." And the reason yeah. is three words: Rob Beckett's mum. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. You were stressed because you didn't want to have dirty trainers on. I was stressed because I thought, Rob's on. I cannot be seen to have dirty trainers if Rob's on because his mum already sees you as the kind of person who has dirty trainers on TV. Well, if she didn't mention it, then you must have had nice ones on. Well, Rob, I get there. The new trainers, they're like, they're too big. They're like canoes. They're huge. (laughs) Yeah, but you're not doing a lot of walking, are you? You sat down for an hour. No, I know. But Rob, it's a show about feet. It's a show about feet. (laughs) So I was wearing slightly, I was wearing my slightly dirty trainers, my slightly old dirty trainers. Yeah. And I thought, and Inca said, well, no one notices on TV. And I was like, they fucking do, mate. Rob Beckett's <laughs> mum's all over it like a rash. Do you know the mad thing is, she has got the worst eyes. She's had about eight detached retinas, glaucoma, cataracts, about 10 operations on them. I was actually in a hospital with her once where she was told that she may lose her eye, okay, until she had an operation. And I sat across the waiting room and in front of people, she went to me, you've got some mayonnaise in your chin. I'm like, <laughs> Fucking bad are these eyes? Because you are like a hawk woman. She's all over it. Nothing gets past a mum when something's dirty or you've got food on your face. But yeah, she's got a bit of a hawk eye for your shoes. But she yeah. didn't mention them, so they must have been all right. So Gosh. I was worried about that. That wasn't yeah. my toughest professional engagement of the week, Rob. No, what else have you been up to? Well, earlier in the week, I was very tired, Rob. So uh, during the week, I was on a uh, three-hour, three-hour-per-night strategy. Three hours per night, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which was really hammered home on the Tuesday night when I had to record a panel show. And the record was four hours. And I thought, the record is longer than the amount of sleep I'm going to get tonight. 
How am I spending more time with Claire Balding than I am asleep? How is that? She's a she's a firecracker. That's why I love Claire Balding. Don't get me wrong, but we all love Claire Balding. <laughs> of course we do. But you'd rather go to sleep than have a a bit of banter with Rod Gilbert and Claire Balding. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> that's my, that sound is more harsh, but in context. Yeah, but in context. Sleep. Yeah, because no one, people... no one says, "Are you all right?" No, I haven't had enough banter with Rod Gilbert and Claire Balding last night. <laughs> that's not. No one said, "How's life with the new baby?" I'm not getting enough time with Rod Gilbert and Claire Balding. That's not how life works. Oh God! Well, that, that's like, most people obviously do work like an eight-hour, ten-hour shift, yeah? yeah, and so four hours on panel show. But you, that you know, that, the whole day of getting there and you've got to prepare stuff. It's for over it. eight hours. It, it's, it's over a long day, but it's quite an intense period. It's, I'd say, but doing a, when I worked in office, doing a panel show is sort of like you know when you have to do a pitch meeting to someone. Say you've got yeah. like in a sales job and you have to go and yeah. do your pitch and you do your presentation. It's like that for ages, and then <laughs> they're constantly yeah. having to laugh. And if they don't, you feel like shit. <laughs> Totally, totally. And you only remember the bad bit. In four hours, there's going to yeah. be bad bits. But to, to do that and present, basically, and sell your soul and yourself for four hours and knowing oh, that you only had three hours, because you know the maths don't work. The You're maths like, don't even work if more. I'm at my best, I've not got enough in the tank. The petrol light would have been flashing as the show started in your head, going, You're yeah. running out of gas. You're running out of gas. Yeah, they said to me at the start, Rod was, um, I'm sure he doesn't mind me saying this, he he had a whiskey, right, as his drink. And they said, do you want an alcoholic drink? I was like, are you fucking kidding me? (laughs) I've had to... Imagine what I'd be like an hour three if oh. I had a whiskey now. Well, do you know what? what like also, as well, it, it must but be. Thank you anyway, obviously. But yeah, well, it, it must be impossible for women when they've had a kid, especially if you've like breastfeeding and like, like you know, because you've got the baby's got to be sort of near you or in the dressing room because you're yeah. breastfeeding. But even if you've like expressed there's some bottles at home and they've been left with your family, or your partner, or whatever, knowing in a four hour call, you go, my the boobs are going to have to be. You know, oh they're, they're just filling, my breasts are filling with milk. Because <laughs> when Lou was breastfeeding with one of ours, we went to a football match. She had to express in the toilet of the Emirates. Oh, my at, word. At the Arsenal game, because they were getting too full. And I think they get painful. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, I've yeah, they do. They, my tits full of works. milk before. No, no, but, um, that is how it works, I think. Yeah, I think it gets quite painful. What anyway, a place but, to um, express. Yeah, so imagine, need, imagine how wor- much worse it would have been, Josh, if you needed to express milk oh, from your breasts. Oh, my God. I can only imagine. You could only imagine. So that wasn't actually the trickiest day. The next day I woke up, I'd had three hours sleep. Yeah. And uh, I think it was a last leg writing day. So I had to do a Zoom in the day. So I didn't have, I mean, writing's a strong word. I had to. <laughs> you write that. <laughs> what? Not this week, mate. I'll tell you what I had to do this week. I had to sit in on the Zoom thinking, I am taking none of this in. But it's episode one, so it would be really bad for me not to show up for the first ever Zoom. (laughs) The first ever Zoom. Imagine that, the first ever Zoom. Like Gary Zoom went, look, (laughs) mate, it's a bit weird, but I'm going to ring you on your computer with my face. (laughs) What? Life is a highway, and on it there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. so go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. Hi, I'm going to whisper some things to you now about Crunch Chocolate Bars. Because apparently this whispering thing is a thing that makes you feel things. It's saying something crunchy is coming in the candy wrapper language. Mm. Imagine your tongue hiking up those crispy, rocky ridges. Now, drum roll, please. Wow, that's good. 
crunchy, munchy chocolate doesn't whisper. Turn up the fun with Crunch. So then I didn't have a nap in the day. I had to go to Bristol to do a gig. You saw the picture of me in Pratamonjay and how tired I looked. We're basically double glazing salespeople. Yeah. yeah, exactly. You, you watch that episode of The Office, you know, when he becomes the traveling <laughs> yeah. salesman, and you go, oh, he's got a bleak existence now. And then you go, wait a minute, that's my life. <laughs> yeah. So then I I thought I'd get the tube to Paddington because I don't. I, it's quicker. I don't want to have to sit in a car. Like, there's lots of traffic. Don't get me started on the current traffic on the Hackney Road, Rob. Okay, are we doing your full travel itinerary from East no, London to No, but I Bristol? just need to tell you this. <laughs> okay. So I was going Mile End, change at Oxford Circus to Paddington. Get on at Mile End. I'm reading and listening to music. Right? Reading? Reading and listening to music? Yeah, re- I'm listening to music on my headphones and then reading, reading a, a magazine about football. At the same time? At the same time. You're not, do- you're not doing either. <laughs> Well, obviously I'm not doing either, Rob. I can't concentrate on anything. Why are you doing both? I always do both. You, so you listen to music. So what, okay, well, what was you listening I'm to? I'm listening Flirt? to music currently. What? No, what was I listening to? <laughs> I don't know. I've got no idea what yeah, I was okay, listening Yeah, okay, you're listening to, to a song. Yeah. Well, we can guess. It's probably some sort of 90s indie band. No, to be honest with you, Rob, I've been yeah. listening to a lot of Kano recently. Have <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hello? Yeah. What, what's yeah. your favourite Kano song? Uh, I'd say T-shirt weather in the manor, my friend. <laughs> oh, sorry, so you got Kano on, and what you're reading? Uh, a preview of the Euros, a, a, a magazine pullout about the Euros. I'm trying to I'm trying okay. to read about the other teams and stuff. Yeah, so right? to work out, okay, because you, you're doing that, yeah. right? Yeah, on the on the Paddington. Yeah, so I get on at Mile End, and then I get off, and I'm I'm walking up the tunnel. Yeah, and then I go, wait a minute, I, I've got no memory of getting off. And I've got no idea what station I'm at. And then I look and it's I'm at Tottenham Court Road and I'm half, about to get out at Tottenham Court Road. And I'm like, I've got no idea what's just happened. I've just got off the train and started walking in my own head, almost almost out to land, out, out onto uh, into the street. Sea level. But yeah, into sea level. And I... I have no memory of doing it or what happened. It's a, it's a, 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 did you used to get off that station a lot for no, gigs or for last night? I never get off Court Road, really. <laughs> you know, any more than anyone else does. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's not... <laughs> like, I just... Something happened. Like, I have no memory of it. No. You know when you're driving and you don't remember the last bit? That's like that, but... Yeah. So, yeah, and then and then you, so you just had to go back down. I just had to, it was such a surreal experience where I was like... Maybe I was enjoying the grime too much, but, but you I've, know. I've done that. <laughs> I've done that before when I used to when I've moved house and I finished work and out of just routine walked back to my old house. Have you ever done yeah. that? Yeah, 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 yeah. I did it three times in a week. Oh wow! And then how the far away is your house? Well, no, it was basically like a ten minute walk, but like the, the yeah. opposite direction. But I just kept on going back the old way. And on the third time, I just stood there and was like, "What the fuck is wrong with you?" It happens once for a bit, but oh, blimey, what am I like? Three times. <laughs> Do you know is, what I mean? It's like, yeah. I might need to get some a scan or something. <laughs> um, so then I get to Bristol eventually. Yeah, good gig. I get to Bristol. Gig was, yeah, I mean, it was fine. You, you just... This, this isn't about parent anymore. It's about Joshua Whittaker's survival. Yeah, and then luckily they told me that I, I'd come off stage too late to get the train back. 
So they uh, organised a car to drive me back. Ooh. Did you sleep in it? Well, Rob. Oh, no. Can you imagine the issue I'd have with sleeping in the car, Rob? Um, it's not good for my neck. <laughs> no. What? Yeah, but it's good for your sleep. It's good for my... I had to do a trade-off, and I had an hour's sleep, and I had a stiff neck for the next two days, Rob. <laughs> it's been a tough week, Rob. Um, Josh, but the people are, are giving you loads of stick on Instagram for saying, I'm not going to lie. Have I said it already again? Well, and I'm going to say it, Rob. They're your, like, oh, catchphrases. No, I've got to stop saying those. I know, I know, I know. <laughs> This isn't the time okay. to do a wholesale change of my vocabulary. All right, okay. Well, let's. You're aware of those, and you're working on them. And if there's, I wasn't anything, aware of the second one. I'm not going to lie. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, but if there's anything I do, let me know, and then I'll try and work on that as well. Okay, so it's cool. not just a pure Josh bash. Every time I say one of those phrases, I'll give uh, one pound fifty to charity. Oh, mate, I think you'll be down for about eighty quid. To be honest with you, Rob. Yeah. No, it's to be honest with you, one of them, I can't even remember anymore. <laughs> I'm going to say it, Rob. I'm happy to give that money to Jerry. I'm not going to lie. Um... <laughs> Fuck me. Mate, I, I'm going to talk to you because I think you should need to hear this because I was getting a bit cocky about the kids and stuff. Cause yeah, like, talk to me about it. Because I've been getting sleep and they're three and five now. They're getting to the point that when they're stuff, right, and there's crumbs, we've got a little handheld hoover thing. They go and get it and hoover up their own crumbs. Oh, my God. Which was a huge moment for the family. Yeah, and huge. I was to the point where uh, me and Lou were in one room, and then in the other room we heard the hoover going, and she was doing the whole front room. Oh, my God. And I was like, this is outright. This is it's getting beyond the joke now. This is absolutely insane. However, in half term, they've been doing swimming lessons every day. Yeah. In the morning. Every day. Uh, yeah, so they do half an hour every morning. Mm. I mean, going together because it's it's an absolute logistical nightmare. Getting two girls ready for swimming. Yeah, because you take them into the changing rooms and they're constantly shouting bit bits, wee wee poo poo the yeah. whole time. And also, the problem with a men's changing room is there's just dicks everywhere. Yeah, there is a lot of dicks. And even when there's kids in there, there's still like, I feel like just put a towel on. You don't have yeah. to walk to the shower naked. No, in fact, it's not that you don't have to. You, you actively have chosen to. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And also, like, I don't, some of the dicks are so little. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> if someone with a big knob be like, right, fair enough, mate. We've all seen it. Well done. Congratulations. Yeah. Give him a handshake. Slap his ass off. He goes. But you see these little yeah. nuggets, little <laughs> nubbins. Yeah, that's pathetic, mate. I'd be ashamed. I wouldn't, I'd never, I wouldn't even leave my own house. Never mind get it out of this. <laughs> so I'm trying to shield their eyes from all these little dicks, right, yeah. everywhere. And yeah. uh, anyway, so we go in and get changed. And they're like, they're giving me absolute shade because I got there a little bit early because I wasn't sure what I was doing. And then one of them went to me, when we come swimming with mummy, we're actually on time. And I was like, you little bitch, right? So it, what happens is there's one at 10 a.m. and one at 10.30. So I go in at 10 a.m. into the changing room and get one in the costume and then walk them to the side of the pool, holding up one who's fully dressed hand. And then you sort of drop them off and then you have to leave them in the pool and then go and wait in the cafe. And then you're in the cafe, but then I have to... Oh, how's that bit in the cafe, Rob? I took an iPad. Oh, It's lovely. I just sat there for 20... But the problem is, I, I was needed... But then... Can I was, you it... see the pool from the cafe? No, you can't, right? But then I got carried away, and because I, I didn't judge it right, because I always need a wee and getting changed. I was at the swimming pool, and I was nearly late to pick up the first one and drop off the second one. Because then oh. I had to take... Because by the time you get out, it's like five, ten past, and you have to go back in at about 20, 25 past to get the other one ready and then walk them in. And we've only got one pair of goggles, so we had to swap the goggles. Oh. And then we had to... So I have to, I have to drop that one off and then get the other one and get that the, the first one 
oh cleaned God. and out of the you know the swimming costume into normal clothes, and then you go and sit in the cafe again for another like eight minutes, and then you're you're back in again <laughs> to pick up the second one, and the first one's dressed, and now you've got to get the second one clean and dry, but the other one's just like running round. It's, it's mental. I was, I was just like out. I was just stuck in this like swimming vortex of wet clothes, <laughs> wet hair, there's stuff everywhere. I was dropping stuff, and then all in that time as well, I have to constantly take my mask on and off to get because it, it's off in the cafe at the table but then you have to wear it into oh. the changing room and then on and on and oh it's, it's carnage I, I can't believe i was nearly late it's that just endless oh. towel swimsuit cafe towel swimsuit cafe i want a snack i want a drink it's, i couldn't deal with it i thought it was supposed oh, to be like mate. quite a relaxing thing to do with them i mean it's only yeah. two in my head taking your kids swimming is meant to be one of the joys isn't it and that sounds awful yeah and then but it's only two of them imagine if you had like four the woman who runs the cafe went oh yeah you're all right i've got nine kids and i went well you've got a problem <laughs> I mean, that's not, that's not how you, you don't go, oh, God, it's like easy for you. Just stop having kids. Nine's men's, like, how can you get oh, nine ready for swimming? That is unbelievable. Do you nine pairs of shoes and they could have more than one pair? Yeah, Rob, I, I can't imagine going over two, to be honest with you. Well, yeah, no, I think two, two's enough, kids, unless, you know, the content dries up and, you know, me and Lou will have a chat. Yeah, that's good. That's good. So did you do it again? It was every morning you were every doing Every morning that was. And then in the end, Lou tried to do it on her own and she'd come back. All like, but we both kept coming back, like really like distressed because it was a constant, you had to think all the time. And also they're a bit funny about being left in there. Like they wasn't sure. So you have to go, yeah, I'll see you in a bit. It's okay. And then they're clinging on to you and stuff. So you don't want to be late. You don't want to drop stuff. But in the end, we went together. And then one of us stayed in the cafe of one and the other one did the other one. But it was like, it was so hard. And I was like, why is this so hard? It should be easy. Oh, Rob, that is just brutal. But, they, but they're better at swimming now. So that's the main thing. How was half term generally? Do you know what? Re- it was really good, to be fair. Like, we had loads of things planned. We went and saw friends and went to the park and, and, and they went to the little farm and all that. So it was good. And because nice. they're older, they can keep themselves sort of entertained. They went yeah. to went shopping and they got a bit of Lego and stuff like that. So that was good. But they'll get to. They keep saying wee wee poo poo and bit bits, right? Is that their thing? And I just said, why do you, why do you keep saying wee wee poo poo bit bits? And they went because it's funny. They're funny words. And I said, oh, yeah, but there are other funny words. What, what's another another word that's funny? And then one of them just went slug. <laughs> and it really, <laughs> it really made me laugh. Like, slug. slug. And I was like, here's a funny word, isn't it? Slug. <laughs> I mean, that's one letter away with you having to give her a stern talking to, Rob. Yeah, well, exactly. But um, but yeah, so I but I did I, I didn't see him on Sunday, but like yesterday because we were doing this on the Monday. But I'm, ex- I'm extremely hungover, Josh, because after I went to the Baftas. Sorry, stiff, you didn't stiff. win, Rob. Oh yeah, I did. I didn't win. Big nasty one. How was the experience? Um, it's weird when you can literally sit in a pub with five mates, but I can't sit two metres away from someone without a mask so on. So you just sat on your own for the whole thing? No, I was sat next to Romish, but I had to have a mask on. It was so hot. It was there for ages. And there's so many awards. And do you know what? I sort of just realised I don't think I watch telly. Because mm. I was like... I, I had that when I I went. don't know anyone. The things that would anything. win like four BAFTAs. I'm like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> I know. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like telly, clearly. And then, oh, and, it all, and it all, some of it was so like full on, like the speeches. There's one speech went on for three minutes, Josh. Three minutes. Three minutes. The, the casualty won best serial drama, and the right. bloke was, who, who got the award was banging on about it like casualty was an actual NHS hospital. I was like, "You are where it's a TV. You haven't been in a <laughs> pandemic, mate. You've just done TV about it. You've not." I, I was applauding every Thursday night for the cast of Casualty, Rob. I don't know about you. 
And the Hollyoaks, because some of them weren't there. there was the Hollyoaks win? No, the Hollyoaks was nominated, but it was really weird because there, there was like people in the Queen Vic for EastEnders, like eight, like eight or to ten cast members, members all spread out. And then the Hollyoaks won. It was in like a weird restaurant and there was like tables at the back, but just one bloke really at the front. And I was like... Who's this guy? Mr. Hollyoaks? Like, is it one guy? <laughs> was it Tony? Tony Hollyoaks. Um, I don't know who it was, but um, no, well, but it was. Yeah, it was an interesting uh, setup. But yeah, yeah. It's sort of quite long in it and stiff. But um, I went out, had a few drinks after. Oh um, yeah, and stuff. Um, but yeah, yeah, that was good. That's good, but, Rob. Yeah. Do you feel like you're getting back to normal? Do you feel like normality's returning? Yeah, I know. It's weird because then, like, when we went for drinks after it was, because you just sort of sat having a drink inside with no mask on. But then, like, when you're like, it was so weird just being sat behind Claudia Winkleman with a mask on. And it could, it just could be a wig. If Claudia Winkleman with a mask on, there's no face. (laughs) She could have sent someone in her place. Doesn't it? Doesn't it? Because you've got such a big fringe (laughs) straight down to the top of the mask. (laughs) But that was good. It's good. Good. It's good fun. Well, next year, Rob. Next year. Um, also, I had a flashback to when I was tired with the newborn, Josh, oh, yeah. when we had our first child. But me and Lou had an argument about sleeping in a car. Because, oh, yeah. you know, you've got your hour sleep back from yeah. Bristol. We actually had an argument that when I got a 90-minute car to West London to do filming, because when our first one was six days old, I filmed Taskmaster, oh, yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the one where I rolled in goose shit and jumped yeah. over a fence, that one. Um, and I I'd, I'd literally hadn't had any sleep. And on the way back, I slept for 90 minutes in the car. And Lou was, <laughs> we had this row about that was like, because I was like, oh, I haven't had any time to sort my head actually. You had the car time. And, and that was like, we were jealous over a 90 minute drive to Chiswick. I'll be honest with you, Rob. There's so many bits of my job that currently look like I'm the luckiest person in the world in this household. Yes. I mean, just having a pret at Paddington Station. Oh, my God. For Rose would be, like, incredible. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I just took Rose to get her jab, and obviously she went in to get her what, jab. What for? Um, we, we're going We're going travelling for six weeks. We're going backpacking. <laughs> the Zika. We're, we're, yeah, we're hiking through the Amazon. Um, <laughs> Just thought, why not? We haven't been on holiday for two years. Let's just go for it. How hard could it be? Yeah, exactly. Um, so, but then I had, I had like forty-five minutes. So I just went and sat in Cafe Nero on my own. <laughs> and you are like, this is now. This is it for me. This is that's peak Josh Widdicombe time. This is my ultimate dream: is to, to have some situation where I'm early or something, and it means I have to sit in a cafe. That's all I want from life. Is that that's so pathetic? <laughs> This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. Just because you're working out doesn't mean you shouldn't look fabulous. The Inspire Collection by Kalia was designed with both style and performance in mind. It looks good, feels good, and stays put no matter how you move. And the collection has everything you need for a day at the gym. A support bra, crop tanks, bike shorts, amazing leggings, and more. It's their most versatile collection yet. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
Josh, have you got any emails or um, Instagrams? We're going to do the Instagrams. Uh, you do the Instagrams, Rob. Okay, we've got some Instagrams. Yeah. Oh, oh, I should say, by the way, just one more thing on the tiredness. Oh, yeah. Because I've written it in my phone. I was so tired the other day. I think we should have a tiredness competition. If you're more tired than Josh, um, let us know. Yeah. And then we can, we can do a tally of who, who's the most tired. Do you know what? In the last two nights, yeah. he has been putting together runs of two and a half hours without waking up. So I've really rallied since then. Oh, wow. I mean, what, what, what are you even talking about being tired for, mate? Two and a half hours? <laughs> exactly. So I, I'm currently working on, you know, three blocks of two and a half hours of my sleep, which isn't that bad. <laughs> no, it's all right, to be fair. But yeah, if you're more tired than Josh, let us know. And also, if you've got anything you want to send in, any stories and stuff like that, let us um, send it into hello at lockdownparenting.co.uk um, or you can DM us on Instagram. I've got a few uh, messages, Josh, congratulating for making the Daily Mail sidebar of shame. Oh, yeah, it I forgot that. about that. That you are a celeb, Josh. They do care. I've had a baby. I can't sleep. The last thing, Josh was going to announce is he and wife Rose have welcomed their second child. Didn't announce it. I've been talking about that for three weeks on this podcast. I know, they're not listening. But, you know, when you're on Channel 4, people listen. I talked about on the bloody Ian Sterling episode that they fucking well <laughs> used in the Daily Mail. They've skipped through my bit. Oh, also, they've got um, comments. Should I try and find the comments and read out the comments about your article? Yeah, would, that be, would that be funny? Well... You know, I'm I'm fragile. That's what I was going to say, Rob, actually. On Saturday, I was so tired, Rob, I burst into tears four times during the day without realising why. I just started crying. There must be something that triggered it. No, but it was always just, like, totally meaningless stuff. Like, like what? Ah, oh, I'm trying to think of an example of something. By the Look, looks of it, it might have been the Daily Mail comments. Oh, no. Go on, <laughs> hit me with the Daily Mail comments, then. Um... Oh, this is quite fun. I guess Rose really liked Lord of the Rings. Oh, come on now. Because you look like a yeah. hobbit. Yeah, that's good. Hobbit, that's fine, isn't it? Yeah, I'll take Since that. when has he been a comedian? I wasn't yes, told. That's lovely. a classic, isn't it? Really good. I think the last leg is too leftist for DM readers. Yeah, I think that's a fair comment, actually. Um, this is quite funny. Thanks for letting me know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. He announced it on his podcast three weeks ago. Yes. Yes. Have that. Here have we that. go. Oh, best rated, all these. Hugely underrated comic. You're getting positives. I'd say that. I'd say that's not true. I'd say I'm rated at about the right level. <laughs> I think you're adequately rated. Um, yeah, I'd say I've, I've reached my level and I'm fine with it and the people are fine with it. Do you know what? Richard Pryor's got nothing to worry about, but I'm giving it a good go. I'm making a lovely living from it. <laughs> But I'm not going to go down in history. <laughs> Unless you do something awful. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Do you reckon they'll put a picture of you up when you die at the end of the BAFTAs? Uh, this man sat through four separate BAFTAs without winning. <laughs> That's how he calls a death, that was. That's <laughs> <laughs> cause of death, boredom. <laughs> it's so funny because the BAFTA wall's literally a, stiff, a face of a stiff neck you hold, isn't it? <laughs> If you add up, oh. right, each of those BAFTAs, by the way, each of those ceremonies is longer than the sleep I get each night, <laughs> by the way, just so you know. Well, I'm, I'm excited to hear about people that are more tired than you. This is, I think it's going to be a great, because we and Lou had these arguments where you mustn't make it a competition. And we, we always said we will never make tiredness a competition and who's the most tired. And then she went to me, but if it was a competition, I'd win, which <laughs> was one of the funniest, most petty things ever. Um, here we go. Uh, any other, this is just a... Um, oh, it should be called the left leg. <laughs> um, yeah, that's strong. classic. Do you get that? 
because Alex hasn't got a right leg. Uh, da, 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 da. Um, yeah, so it's uh, yeah, it's actually quite fairly positive for the Mail Online. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah, um, and people saying a lot of the podcast. So yeah. Oh, that's I good. I mean, there are there that's is some good. awful stuff. Like, you don't want to hear of that. Yeah, I don't want to hear that. Dullard. Who calls someone a Dullard? Dullard? I'll take Dullard. You take Dullard. <laughs> I mean. You've got to remember that these people are commenting on a Daily Mail article, so I have absolutely no respect for them, even the ones that say they like the podcast. (laughs) Um, Right, let's do the Instagram messages. Here we go. Dear Josh and Rob, I was listening to the Helen Russell podcast episode. I can relate. I'm an Australian who moved to Denmark around the same time as Helen. I have two daughters, seven and nine. Strange names. Lovely bit of business. When the eldest was around five years old, her kindy class visited the fire station to see the trucks, etc. When she came home, she told me she'd also seen the frozen animals. She went on to explain. I mean, if you haven't listened to the Helen Russell <laughs> episode, they do a lot of like just dead animals. Yeah. Um, what's it called yeah. when you cut open out? Dissections? Dissections. Yeah, they're, they're quite gruesome, but they're into it. Anyway, she saw the frozen animals and they went on to explain they had freezers full of dead dogs and cats and deers, Jesus which they wet. could look at. Apparently, it's where they store any dead animals picked up off the road. So it's essentially a roadkill morgue. Why would you oh, keep them? Oh, my word. Oh, my God. Um, she recently slept over at a large aquarium with a class and had the fun of seeing an octopus being chopped up and could play with its guts. Oh, my God. And got to write things with its ink. This is oh also God. normal for Danish schools. Wow. And then when my youngest was six, the teacher thought it would be lovely to walk, um, to each week walk to a different child's house and visit their garden, eat their morning nice. snack and walk back to school. This is in an area where most of the kids live in a one-kilometre radius. When it came to our daughter's turn, we warned the teacher that we were, in fact, a 2.5 kilometres away through a thick forest. Needless to say, 25 six-year-olds were very tired after a 5K round trip. <laughs> Keep up the good work. I love listening. Jane. Thanks, Jane, from Australia, now Denmark. Thanks, Jane. Um, oh, here we go. Um, are these people struggling with the Euros? Also, I've just found out it's Lou's birthday on the England-Scotland game. Oh, mate. I've just said to her I'm watching the football. Yeah. And we'll do well, something today. The, the Euros does start this week, Rob. Yeah, I know. This but, week. But I can't. If it was Croatia, I'd. but I can't. Lou's having a little get-together anyway. Can't you do something in the day? With Lou. No, she can't because she, by accident, signed up to do a little play, a, a thing where you go and help with the kids at their school. But she didn't realise oh. it was her birthday. Oh. She's had a howler. She's having the worst birthday ever. And it's haven't started yet. Out of 10, yeah. how how into the Euros will Lou be? Or not out of 10, just tell me. You don't need to put a number on it. Um, it's eight. You can, End of conversation. Eight. No. <laughs> Happy now? Do you want digits or do you want to chat? Good, I've got a spreadsheet. I'm going to plot it so How was your week out of ten? Seven. Thanks for listening. <laughs> um, so she'll watch England games and would be up for like loads of people coming around to watch and things like that. Yeah. But, but she'll probably watch it with me, but um, I feel guilty. But I might have to do something for her. I don't know what to do, though. Oh, God, I'll have to think. I'm panicking now. Right, let's concentrate on this and I'll sort that out okay, later. Okay, okay, okay. Um, this is from uh, Emma. I'm still catching up, having listened to episode 38, series one. I decided to send you a It Worked For Me suggestion. I've thought about telling you this before when you mentioned kids squabbling over things. I have three children, boy 18, boy 16, girl 14. And when they were small, they used to fight about others taking their things. And so I decided to colour code my children. Go on. My oldest was blue. Um, yeah. Then it was the middle one was green and the youngest was red. 
It's important to choose colours that are easy to get in everything. When I say everything, I mean coats, bags, plates, cups, sweets, toys, etc. Even Christmas that, wrapping gonna, paper. Uh, that's going to affect them in the long term, well, isn't it? it? Well, she, well, they're 18, 16 and 14. So I'd love to know, this is Emma, I'd love to know what they think of their colour now. Even Christmas wrapping paper is a proper colour. When one of them would say, he has my insert name of item, it was easy for me to see if it was true or not. This was an absolute game changer in my life. I, I think even now, if I buy them all something, I will buy it in their colours. I think this is easy, but it's got to have some sort of psychological impact. Yeah. What, what are the three options? Sorry, run me through them again. Green, red, and then blue. You want blue, don't you? Yeah, like red. Like, yeah. Red is not a colour. Your whole life is like red. Is well, I suppose you can do different shades. It doesn't all... In my head, it's all like a big red, bright red. Yeah. I don't think that's a good idea, Emma. No, I'm not sure about I it. I mean, I extreme. like the idea, Emma, but I do worry about the psychological impact of a child only ever seeing one colour. <laughs> yeah. It is an issue, but it is a good way of working. Yeah, she it. says the 18-year-old, whose colour was blue, now lives on a boat in the sea. In the sea. <laughs> <laughs> and we've got green here now, camps, <laughs> and then the red one. <laughs> oh, but yeah, um, I I'm not. I, 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 I'd love to know what the, how they feel about it because it's yeah. obviously great for the parent because it makes things easy. But Emma, if you're listening, I'd love to hear how they feel about it and if, if they want to get in contact or if anyone else has done this because that is, yeah, I think too extreme. Can't be good for you, can it? Well, we'll see. Hi, Rob and Josh. I've got an email here, Rob. Mm-hmm. You two have kept me company on my dog walks for the past year. You've given me some proper laugh out loud moments. Bin Gate being one of them. Good to get a shout out, isn't it? <laughs> I'm a mum with a 25 and 17 year old. So I've had it easy. I've just been scrolling through the crazy dating site, Plenty of Fish. Mm. And I'm going to... Can you hear my baby crying? Rob? Oh, God. By the way, I should say, just before I was recording this, well, I was about to come upstairs, and Rose said, you're right to take him for a bit. And I thought, oh, God, she's forgotten that I've said I'm recording this. Just this is an absolute disaster. But I haven't got an option. So, no, I'm not all right. See you later. <laughs> right, how do I copy this image? <laughs> God, I'm tired. They are right. Whatever that person said, I was boring or whatever they said on the Daily Mail. You're not boring. You're just a no. dad doing his best. I could... I'm going to take a photo of my computer screen on the phone. Okay. Send it to you. Oh, someone said on the comments, sorry to be so bored by your sob story, because you said you're tired. Sob story? Your voice is enough, mate. My voice is enough, thank you very much. Just takes my voice to make them laugh. That is an absolute win. I'll stop writing material. <laughs> Rob, that's from Plenty of Fish. Right, show it. Oh, has it come through? You've spent yeah. it, it? Whoa. Oh, Hello. Look what Naughty Boy... Oh, we won't give him his full name, but it does look like it's Naughty Boy followed yeah, by a number. Right, I've got a lot of... One, Um, what what the hell have I got on my face? I look like Edgar Davids. What are those glasses? What are those glasses? I don't so even remember owning them. this is a photo of him with his arm around you. Yes, I've met him somewhere. That looks like, pro, like about 10 years ago. Also you look as well, so young. I've got some issues here. He says he's yeah. five foot ten. Yeah. There is no way he's five foot ten. <laughs> I'm five foot eight, right? And he is about my height, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. There's no way he's five foot ten. There's no way he's five foot ten, unless he, unless he, I'm talking to him on a step. He is from Kent, so that does that does check out that he would know you, Rob. That's good for fifty four. 
He does look good for 54, doesn't he? Incredible for 54. He looks, uh, but uh, if you consider how long ago that was that you looked like that, he's probably 44 in that The picture. thing is, I don't realise how stupid I look until I see myself next to a normal person. <laughs> my mouth is so big. They've got them stupid glasses on. My hair's like a big blonde bird's nest. I just look into... I don't look like a normal human, do I? I look like a cartoon boy that's alive. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Oh, yes. You really do. I don't ever remember you wearing those glasses. No, neither do I. They are absolutely insane. Has he put them on me? Or am I wearing his glasses for banter? <laughs> yeah, can I have a photo with you? Can you put my glasses on? Yeah, let me try your glasses on, can't I? <laughs> so there we go. Bit of fun, isn't it? Bit of fun. Um, Bit of fun. Do you is know he what? the son of Anne Widdicombe? Sorry, just a few more comments. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> The son of Do some research. It's spelled differently, you fucking idiots. Oh, love this sitcom. Someone said that. That's nice. Oh, I don't have any belief in the, any of these Daily Mail people. Do they have those things where they have thumbs up and thumbs down? Here's one so- from Pontifact Pat, who now lives in South Africa. Yeah. Funniness and Josh Widdicombe is like the Pope and a course on brothel management. Just not connected. Wow. <laughs> that is phenomenal. What the <laughs> fuck is that? Fun facts, Pat. You fucking loaded. I'm not. Can I reply to her? Can you click on the profile and see what other things Pontefract? Good one. I'm just gonna write good one, Pat. Yeah, go on. But with your name. Oh, I've got to log in. I've got to set up a Daily oh. Mail account. Oh, you don't need to do that. How many comments has this fucking article got? <laughs> Who's well, commenting on it? It's not exactly like it's a, a juicy gossip one. It's you. Who's got to the end of it? Also, if someone announces they've got a kid, all you all you say, if you have to say anything, it's oh congratulations. Like yeah. I've never, I've never, as a postman, if my postman went to me, I had a kid the other day, I'd go, oh, you and delivering letters. It's like a pope <laughs> and an avocado. <laughs> it's just not cricket. He's like, fuck off, man. I'm just doing letters here. What's that got to do with anything? I've just had a kid. Why are you, why are you slagging me off? doesn't happen anywhere else does it if you're at a supermarket i've just had a kid who have you where's the fucking beans you're a disgrace <laughs> can't even get the beans out what um give me a um a percentage breakdown on negativity rob right okay so if i go to what's the most popular comment the most popular comment is you someone saying a hugely underrated comedian 240 up arrows 67 down arrows. But <laughs> Still in those... 67 down arrows? And that's the best I've done. Yeah, but, and then, but a lot of people are... No, no. So And then people have replied reply to that message saying, oh, I think he's unfunny. But then a lot of people saying, I do think he's funny. Um, oh, no. I love Joshua Widdicombe's and Robert Berbeckett's podcast. Um, definitely not... I don't dislike him by any means. He's not a clever comedian and definitely not underrated. He's very average. <laughs> Which is, I think, worse than the proper height. So why are so many South Africans commenting on this? They do like a divisive opinion. You say what you like about South Africans. It normally does go right down the middle. Surely there's bigger shit going on, right? Come on, guys. <laughs> I do you know what? Why don't you have a little look at yourself, South Africa? <laughs> Poor old Josh is banging out a kid. Why don't you sort out what's going on there, yeah? 
Um, oh, wow. Yeah, and people saying they like the podcast and then other people saying they do like you and they don't like you. It's very split down the middle to me. You like oh, Brexit, right. mate. Well, it's it's amazing. It's it's um, It really is. Do you know what? After all these months of wanting to get in the Daily Mail, I'm not sure it was everything it was cracked up to I, I be think after all. I think you've swerved it, to be fair. Like the Ian Sterling ones have about 3,000 comments. You've yeah. done all right, mate. You've done all right. Yeah. Um, right. Should we do a small business shout-out? Sure, more business, and then shall we uh, go to bed? Yeah, let's do this. Right. You must be tired, Rob. Um, I'm, yeah, I've, got, I've got a gig tonight as well. Oh, where are you gigging? In West London. It's miles away. Hi, Rob and Josh. Sean here from Planet Play Indoor Play Centre. Myself and my wife, Nicola, opened our indoor play centre, a.k.a. Soft Play, in Honiton, Devon, oh. on the 2nd of yes, March. Yes, keep talking, keep talking. <laughs> Honiton, know it. They opened it on the 2nd of March, 2020. 21 days after opening, we were closed due to lockdown. Since then, we've been shut for 11 months. We are reopening on the 17th of May and can't wait. I've been working for a window cleanup while we've been closed and I've had to be able to spend way more time with my wife and three boys, which was a huge bonus. However, please can we have a shout out as we are reopening and we would love people to come and enjoy our play centre. Me and the wife listen to LPH constantly. Keep doing what you're doing. Awesome stuff. So that's Sean at the Planet Play Indoor Play Centre, Honiton, Devon. There we go. What you got, Josh? This is a serious one, but this is a really nice one. Uh, Hi, I have a small business to promote. It's not my own, but in light of the episode with Charlie Baker, I thought it was a good one to shout out. It's called Little Leo Jewellery Company and it's run by a lovely lady called Beth in memory of her little boy Leo who was born sleeping and his brother Bear who she lost through miscarriage. She creates handmade pieces of jewellery in memory of babies who didn't make it to earth whether through miscarriage or stillbirth. She sells a variety of jewellery with small wishbands to encourage fertility wishes to sterling silver necklaces and bracelets in memory of your child. I bought my husband a small wishband with a beautiful poem printed on the card but how will always be a daddy after we miscarried our first baby and it brought him so much comfort. Beth is lovely and amazing and it's a brave thing to do to continue her son's legacy. The website is HTTPS colon for, I don't need that bit, surely, do I, Rob? <laughs> I'm not Pete Tong. Um, World Wide Web dot. World Wide Web. Just click on Internet Explorer. Don't have a modem, 56k. <laughs> Make sure no one needs to make a phone call. Um, Is your phone WAP enabled? Because you're in luck. <laughs> These guys have got an online site. <laughs> the website is www.thelittleleojewelryco.com. That's thelittleleojewelryco.com. She's also on Facebook at Little Leo Jewelry Co. Well, good luck, guys, with your businesses. Good um, luck, everyone. Josh, we've got... Um, uh, Except those people who read the Daily Mail online and leave comments. Look, mate, you're not a dullard. You're, <laughs> you're, look, you're not overrated, you're not underrated. You're rated, mate. You're just a Perfectly rated guy. Rated. Perfectly fully rated. rated. Perfectly rated. Um, yeah, thanks for listening. Um, we've got Paul McCaffrey, who's just had a baby, like a one or two week old. Um, oh. So he's fresh. He's oh. fresh for it. Um, he's on the episode on Friday. A very funny comedian. Always the best ones when someone's in a worse position than you. Yeah, exactly. Also, don't forget to tell us how tired you are if you're more tired than Josh, and we'll do a little competition. And you can get in contact, hello at lockdownparent.co.uk. And also your small business shout-outs. And don't, please rate and review on the, on the, on the app. Um, if you can, that'd be very, very well, yeah, helpful. Yeah, do rate and review. Do rate yes. and review because it makes a difference. Thank you. See you on Friday. Bye. 
Hello, Alan Davis here, inviting you to join me by listening to a new podcast, Seven Pillars. Each episode, I'll be talking to a famous guest to discuss seven significant cultural influences, inspirations, or experiences. Seven things that help shape them, that they loved, or that they return to again and again and hold a special place in their life. From films and music, books, food, places, and memories, the podcast asks seven questions that will spark stories for the guests and give the listener an insight into the minds and passions of some of the most interesting comedians, actors, writers, philosophers, and raconteurs around. Starting with comedian Romish Ranganathan in episode one, which is out now. And in the coming weeks, we have Hollywood actor Walton Goggins, comedy legend Joe Brand, author and intellectual heavyweight Jay Perini, and many more. You can find the show by searching Seven Pillars on all podcast platforms.